0: You are listening to Mining Stock Education, where you'll learn from the top leaders in the natural resource sector and uncover quality mining investment opportunities. I'm pretty much all in right now. You know, I mean, you know, take a picture of the, of, 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 of the poker guy going all in. You know, that's me right now. So I'm pretty confident that we've seen a major bottom in, in, in this sector. And um, the, the positions that I've, that I've completed recently, I think they'll be a lot higher within the next 12 to 18 months.
1: Welcome back to Mining Stock Education. It's the monthly check-in time with Dr. David Earthley. I've made him a doctor because of his experience in junior miner, junkie with a y.com. Dave, thank you again for joining me. Last 30 days, silver and gold have looked really good, but yet it seems like nobody cares about the sector still. Uh, what's
0: your updated thoughts? Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for having me on. Um it's 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 incredible you have a $200 move in the gold price in less than a month. And the silver price goes up even more percentage-wise. And um still nobody really cares about this sector. It's amazing. If you take a look at the uh the discount right now on something like uh PSLV, which is the the, the physical sprout uh ETF, it's trading at a 5% discount to the spot price. Yet at the same time if you want to go buy a physical ounce of silver, you're going to pay a, pay a huge premium to get it in your hand. Um, and also, if you take a look at the ETFs, you know, the, the, the GLD and the SLV, you know, uh, people aren't buying them. Um, you know, uh, the, the, if you see the, the gold price, what it's done and, and what the, uh, the, the, the incoming buying and in the ETFs, it's, it's just so poor. It's amazing. It's creating this incredible opportunity that just continues. <laughs> you know, the opportunity's been there for, for, for the past several months and the opportunity just continues because now we have this tax law selling, you know, and um, you never really know when this tax law selling is going to end in each particular junior um, because, you know, they don't ring a bell for each one. Um, but what kind of is a bell. I know you haven't asked me this, but you probably will about tax, tax- law selling. So I'm going to go ahead and go into it. Um, is if you, if, if you, you have, a, first of all, you just, you, you need to have a watch list of companies, you know, that you've previously vetted and you want to get into. And December, no, November, December is always a great time to do this is, is, is to monitor these, these, these stocks and watch them like a hawk and wait for the volume to start picking up as they're going down. And if you see a huge volume spike, that's usually uh, 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 an indication that the tax loss selling has ended in this in this particular stock, and it's happened to uh, several of my companies. Um, I added to them on that spike, and they're and they're up quite a bit since then. So um, that's that's a good way to 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 uh, judge what's happening in each one of the positions that maybe you want to get into or you, you want to add to. Because, you know, as, as I said, you know, last month in our, in our discussion, I said, you know, if you're not buying right now, when are you going to buy if you're, if you're considering getting into this sector? And if you are considering, this is a great time to do it.
1: When I first invested in junior miners, I came across the, the work of Mickey Fulp and he did a good job. You know showing the historical tax loss selling season and typically between the 15th and the 20th you know you, you can see the capitulation absolutely <laughs> absolutely I
0: learned a lot from Mickey Mickeys a, Mickey's a great a great he's a great character and uh, he's, he's very knowledgeable been in the sector a lot longer than I have
1: so do you ever put in stink bids? I know you're so strategic on your entries and you always tell your followers ahead of time before you buy, but I mean would you like to be that that
0: capitulation bottom with a stink bid well I don't I don't use stink bids per se. I have the stink bids in my mind, you know, like if, if, a cause I tell my you know, since I telegraph everything I do to my subscribers, you know, um, I tell them I'm, uh, I'm looking to add to this position and this is, the, you know, the area I'm looking to add in, you know, if it gets down to this level or if it gets in this area, I'll go ahead and buy it. Um, so that's, that's pretty much what I do. And, um, you know, as far as the watch list is concerned, you know, when I'm looking to get into a, a company, you know, Sometimes these, these companies are on my watch list for years before I even consider getting into them. Um, and it's happened recently in a couple, you know, where they just got down so low. They just got so cheap. And um, the company's done such a great job. You know, that's, that's the thing, you know. Um, you, you take a look at these, at these charts and they look so horrible. And, you know, but that's, that's when you need to buy them, you know, when, you know, when, when they look so horrible, but at the same time, it's not management's fault. They've done the right things. You know, they've, they've raised money at the right time. They've got the good project, you know, they got the right people, they got everything in place, um, which, which creates the opportunity for you. You know, I mean, this is a company that, you know, you look at it and you say, okay, they've got this much cash or they've got this much access to capital, then, it's a no brainer to buy at a certain price that where maybe they're they're trading at uh, net asset value to where the project where they where they proved up millions of ounces they're getting zero for it in the market. And that's happening happening right now in a lot of these companies. They're getting no value for all this gold or silver or copper, or whatever it is they have in the ground.
1: Dave, I got a message on the YouTube in the last couple of weeks, and it it said something to the effect of, Bill, you always feature people that are contrary and telling us how good an opportunity is currently, yet we haven't seen much in the last 18 months. So uh, if you were responding to that YouTube comment, how would you respond, Dave?
0: Well, you know, um, that's the only way I, that, that you can make money in this sector, as far as I'm concerned, is to be a contrarian. You know, you buy things on the way down, but you don't Buy, you know, your whole position. Okay, this is where this, it's gotten to this spot. This is where I wanted to buy it. I'm going to buy a whole position. You buy, you know, three quarters of a position or a half position, you know, and, you know, if it goes down lower, you're happy about it. You know, instead of being upset that, oh, I got in too soon, I didn't catch the bottom. You know, first of all, it's, you know, it's almost impossible to catch an absolute bottom and trying to do it is, is, you know, will, will make you, will make you go insane, basically. So, You know, um, what you do is you buy it, you buy a a portion of what you want, and then you hope that it goes lower. Then if it goes higher and starts taking off from there, then you're kind of upset because you didn't get a full position. But at least you got a position. So, you know, it's a very tricky sector and there's so many variables that you have to that you have to um, keep on top of. Uh, but that's what that's what makes it such a great sector. You know, it's extremely challenging, and I, you know, I'm I've been that way all my life. Something I'm not attracted to something unless it's very challenging. And you know, it's, this is a very challenging time right now. But you know, I look at this, I look at these prices, and I'm I'm down, you know, twenty or thirty percent on something, and I don't care. You know, I mean, uh, either I'll buy more, or you know, I know, I have faith in the company. Maybe the management team has made me a lot of money in the past, and that's that's the case with a couple of positions that I have, you know, I'm down 20, 30% on it, but you know, I don't care this management team. I know it's solid. They beat me a lot of money in the past on something that they've went from, you know, discovery to, to uh, finance stage or even production. And they sold to a major. So, um, I have faith in the company. You know, I, I have a good relationship with them. I keep in contact with them. Um, I know they've got a lot of skin in the game and, you know, you know, a lot of times, especially right now you can buy, um, a lot of these stocks right now, these quality juniors, even less than management's all in cost. You know, I mean think about that. You know, this is a this is, you know, you know, because you know, we, we look at these pride, we look at these stocks and we think, oh yeah, they've got founder shares, they got real cheap or whatever. You know, you know, I'm just a retail guy, you know, I'm never gonna make a, I'm never gonna make as much money as these guys because I have to go into the into the retail market and, and buy. Well. Right now, you're seeing a lot of these companies are trading for less than what the management teams paid for their stock. And they're still buying in the open market. And they haven't lost faith. And they still got that access to capital. And they still got that great project that they're de-risking. So it's an opportunity for retail to say, hey, hey you know, I can actually get in cheaper than them. And I can actually make more money than them in the end when, when the project is sold. You know, and that's exciting.
1: That is exciting. Now, Dave, if you're a retail investor and you're looking for for those opportunities, you call management and you ask them, "What's your average cost basis?" They say twelve. One of my cents. first
0: questions? Yep, absolutely. One and of my first the, questions. The stock's at eight,
1: but they got six hundred thousand in the in the treasury. Do you wait till they capitalize the company, or do you buy then? You're like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg?
0: Well, that's that's the thing, you know. And um, you know, fortunately, you know, they know I'm a newsletter writer. They know they're getting they're getting free coverage on their stock because I don't, I don't take money from companies. You know, I don't, I, I, you know, I don't charge, you know, for, for, for covering the stock because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm an investor, just like my subscribers are investors. We're kind of all in it together. And um, so they know that um, what I do is conveyed to my subscribers. So I can get more information out of some of them than your average person would be able to, like, I could find out, are you planning on raising soon? And they'll tell me, you know, they'll tell me, you know, we we're, look, we're, we're considering raising at this time or we're, we're not, we're going to hunker down. We're going to cut down our drill program and, and, and we're just going to hunker down and, and wait for the capital markets to improve before we raise. So um, absolutely, you just try to pump them for as much information as you possibly can. And um, ideally, you want to have the, the company have, it, have it enough cash for at least the next 12 months, ideally. But you know, if they've got this this access to capital, and you know they're about to uh, release um, a mineral resource update, or a feasibility study, or a pre-feasibility study, or something that you know is going to be bullish to the market, you might want to buy before that, because they might be waiting until that's announced before they announce their finance. That's always a possibility. So there's so many things to think about. But you know, the more you talk to management, you know, and Right now is a great time to do it because these guys are available. You know, they'll talk to you, and you send them an email. You know, start off with "I'm considering purchasing." You know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm considering taking a position. You stop. They'll get right back to you. So,
1: you know, we talk about these keep the lights on raises where you might see and they're raising 150000 or they're raising 400000 which you and I know gets nothing in terms of project advancement, right. you know, pays the lawyers, pays the exchange fees, maybe the guy running the thing gets $5,000 a month, whatever, you know, that doesn't do anything for you as the investor. So there's, but I've noticed through observation, especially in 2020, when when gold got hot, Sometimes uh, an Explore co. in this case, with a, with a good project, they would bring in a catalytic group. They'd give them mm-hmm. a full warrant deal at mm-hmm. like $400,000 at this. And then that group would take the share price from about $0.07 cents to $0.50. Cents. I've seen it. And so if I was a retail investor and I saw a $400,000 financing, I know it's not going to do anything at the project level. Get on the phone. Call them and find out mm-hmm. what's going on. In exactly. one case, in one case yeah. Dave, I observed it. And so the stock went up from like $0.07 to $0.12. And so I put in some um, uh, bids at $0.10, good till canceled bids, never got hit. Two months later, the stock was at $0.50. And then I was kicking myself like, why why were you hassling over $0.02 here? This thing ran to (laughs) $0.50. But it was this exact example where they didn't even have the geological success they wanted, but they brought in a catalytic group. And man, that thing flew. And if I was a retail investor, I'd be looking for those opportunities. Your thoughts?
0: That's where you take a, you take a look at the project, you know, and, and you just, you just get your, get your, you know, magnifying glass out. Just you know, take a look at the project. And if that project is really, really attractive, they're going to find a way, you know, to raise money and attract the right people to get it, to, to get it de-risked. So, you know, I mean, that's, you know, it, it, sure. I'll, it starts with management, but the, the great management team has to have, you know, uh, a, a really good project also. You know, I mean, that, that, that's everything. That is everything. And, um, you know, plus there's, you know, um, also, you know, you see companies that give up on projects, you know, they sell it to, uh, a different company and they take, they, they put a whole new perspective on it. That's, that's happened with Discovery, uh, Silver. You know, a company that i've talked about before that your, your listeners probably know that i that i own i went and saw the, the the project recently you know they bought the cordero project from you know another uh, company and um it was a, you know this low grade bulk tonnage project that really you know didn't really excite the market very much but they they have ge- had they had you know top tier geologists take a look at it and they found a high core area a, a, a core area with a high grade core area where they can concentrate on and make it a, a higher grade project. And they've done that. So, you know, that's, that, that's another thing you want to look at. You want to take a look at if, if a company has sold it to another company that has the proper people to de-risk it properly. That's a great point.
1: I got to ask you about a company I've probably asked you about 10 times since I started interviewing you in 2017. Bear Creek Mining, you used to call it the Be- Be- bell weather stock for the
0: sector. What's your current thoughts on Bear Creek Mining, silver in Peru? Oh, yeah, I mean it's that I've I've had a love hate relationship with this with this stock for a, for you know for for the past fifteen years. I mean, great management team. Um, you know, they've done a great job of 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 keeping the share structure pretty low, and now they've pretty much transformed into a uh, a, uh, a growth-oriented producer, while they were waiting for their their um, their karani project in Peru to become more attractive to capital markets to get it funded because it needs a higher silver price, but it's shovel ready now. You know they spent they spent over a decade de-risking this thing, and you know the stock was trading at multiples higher than it's trading right now when the silver price was relatively the, the same, but they hadn't even de-risked the project to shovel-ready status. So it's, you know, it, it, a stock like Bear Creek shows you, you know, how much sentiment means to this sector. Sentiment is everything in this sector. So the company now has, uh, they, they purchased a mine from Equinox, uh, the Mercedes mine, which they inherited from Premier, uh, gold, um, and they're so, so they're they're basically bringing this mine back into production, this gold silver mine back into production, and um, they've had to borrow more money than they expected because the share price stayed you know more depressed and longer than they expected. So now here's they they've got cash flow, but a lot of that cash flow is going to pay off the the debt to buy the mine, but they still got this Karani project that they're getting no value for none whatsoever. And of course the cap the capex on the project has gone up a lot more than what the what the feasibility initial capex was so you know and then COVID happened and banks couldn't come to the site and look at the project and then the silver price tank so circumstances made this stock incredibly cheap so i i uh, uh, you know i I bought a uh a position in it initial position in it too early it went down 50% for my initial position and I just continued to add more shares, you know, Did and you turn then, off
1: your stop loss? Cause you're so stringent on your stop losses. I it- am.
0: I am. I am stringent on my stop loss in a bull market, right? If I'm buying in a bull market and the stock goes down 20% from where I bought it, I screw up, I'll sell it and I'll get into something else. But if I know that the, 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 the sector is in the process of creating uh, a major sustainable bottom, which is happening right now, I'll let the stock go lower and I have a lot of cash and I'll continue to, to buy more. So, you know, that's what I've been doing for the past several months. You know, I went to half cash about four or five, six months ago, something like that. And um, I waited for, you know, this situation in tax law selling season and right before to start adding more. Buying a few stocks that I that that I missed on the way up in the previous run have got down to ridiculous low low levels again, so I I took some positions in them. But I but mostly I've been adding to my to my positions that I I kept my core positions and I've been adding to them because I mean and, and they go lower and I just can't believe it. I'm like wow these things are being given away even more. So you just have to have a lot of patience and you have to be investing in money that might not make very much of a return for a year and maybe 18 months to two years. But eventually, um, it, these stocks are going a lot higher because, you know, I've talked about this before, the seven-year the, the seven uh, gold stock cycle, where gold stocks have bottomed every seven years ever since the secular bull market started at the turn of the century. And each time they've made this bottom every seven years, we've had this, you know, this, this triple-digit gain after the major bottom was made within the next six months to a year. So I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very confident. It's gonna it's so confident that it's going to happen again, that I've pretty much just spent, I've just invested the rest of my cash in my junior portfolio. So I'm pretty much all in right now. You know, I mean, you know, take a picture of the, of, 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 of the poker guy going all in, you know, that's me right now. So I'm pretty confident that we've seen a major bottom in, in, in this sector. And um the, the positions that I've that I've completed recently, I think they'll be a lot higher within the next 12 to 18 months.
1: Okay. We got the title for today's uh interview, Dave. Dave Earthly goes all in, right? Because we've talked about how you've been whatever, 25% cash. Right. But you've seen the bottom. And I'm for yeah,
0: I'm 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 very I'm very, very confident right now that, that we've seen the bottom here. I mean I've been in this sector 20 years and, um, you know, I've seen, I, I thought I'd seen everything until, it, until, uh, the events of 22, 2022 took place. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of strange things have happened this year and I expect a lot more strange things to happen next year. But, um, with the action, with the price action of the shares in relation to, to, to the, to, to the metal. Especially how cheap they are in relation to the metal right now, even after they've gone up forty percent I mean the gdx gdxj gone up over forty percent in the past two months, and yet many of these juniors continue to go lower because like I said, you know tax loss selling in each one will end at a particular time and it's it's just presenting f- fabulous opportunities right now for, in, in a lot of these stocks you, you do have to have a lot of patience and you do have to be purchasing uh, in cash. You know, you still I wouldn't I wouldn't be using margin um, in, the, in in this sector. You don't really need to because there's so much leverage in these juniors when they start going up. And I'm 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 pretty confident that the up leg has already begun. I and mean, we're going to see some consolidation here because the GDX and GDXJ have hit. You know, strong resistance levels at 30 and 37, respectively, last week after going up 40. percent So, I fully expect to see some consolidation here. But that's that's the opportunity that 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 uh, presents itself to people who still have some cash and are and, and are continuing to accumulate. What about the the greed
1: factor coming in to the junior miners? Do you think the whole FTX scandal I'm long away
0: from that? <laughs>
1: You're right, but do you think the FTX uh, scandal could kind of dampen some of that speculative money to where people don't even want to throw money at speculative things, at least for a season?
0: Yeah, well, the FTX scandal has really helped the precious metal sector, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Because, but the juniors you know, two, are
1: speculative, right? People don't buy yes, them for fundamental reasons. Exactly.
0: Yes, I mean, in two th- the last time we had um, a situation like this, where well, where 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 the uh, where where the the ETFs went up. You know, the GDXJ went up about 300% in 2016 in six months. And the same thing happened in 2020, right? In in, in about six months, it went up about 300% from the low, right? But in 4.8 months instead of six. And then afterwards, we had an exactly 26-month-long consolidation process. Exactly each time. So in, in 2016, we had the, the GDXJ go 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 up three hundred percent into August of twenty sixteen. It took twenty six months exactly for, for that consolidation process to end in September of twenty eighteen. Well in September of twenty eighteen after that process ended, we had everybody and his brother Brian buying crypto, right? I mean crypto was the hot thing and it was a huge headwind for for the sector. And I, I think it's safe to say that that's not a headwind long. So um I, I fully expect it now to be a tailwind because they see that, hey, you know, these things are just basically electronic beanie babies. And, you know, I'm not going to get rich on cryptocurrencies. So, you know, um, if we take a look at, at, at the gold sector now. You know, I mean, gold, the gold market was poo-pooed all, you know, for the past few years of not being able to to, to be a hedge against inflation. You know, right a week before it bottomed, you had the, the the Wall Street Journal come out and say on the front page that it's no longer a haven. Gold is no longer a haven, right? Well, ever since that article came out, it's it's it, it continues to go up. It's gone up over two hundred dollars. So, you know, when you have this contrarian signal like that, you know, it's kind of like a the the switch is finally flipped in this sector, but it, it's it's only half up, right? I mean. We still got people are not convinced that 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 the gold price is bottomed. They're, they're still not convinced that mining stocks are bottomed, and I think that's going to start to take place in in, in January because a lot of these a lot of these people people that sell for tax loss, you know, um, a lot of them they understand the quality of the project. They just made a lot of money in something else, and they want to take the tax loss. And then thirty days later, they're going to get back into the stock.
1: And so, for for the newbies, oftentimes mid December to the end of January, a hundred percent gain, Dave. Right in a lot of these little stocks, <laughs> yep. it's like it's like Absolutely. clockwork. Absolutely,
0: and junk too. I mean, crap, crap juniors too. I mean, but you know, I I, I couldn't recommend crap junior to to, to, to my subscribers. If I find, even if I look at a stock, I "Why look at it?" Like, wow, that thing is gonna is gonna fly. But I, I I can't recommend a lifestyle junior company. I can't do it. So, you know, I want to I want to invest my money and I want to show my subscribers, you know, I'm investing my money into into in, into into quality juniors that I know are de-risking quality projects that, that I have you know have a good chance of being taken over by a major mining company.
1: And to affirm what you said, Dave. I'd have, I've had uh, conversations with you where I'll bring up a company and you're like, yeah, I think you can make money on that, but I couldn't present that to my subscribers. You That's know, right. if, you're, if you're just buying and selling without anybody knowing, you know, you could make money with that, but not when you're telling 500 people on, on your mailing yep. list. Right. Exactly. It, yeah. It yeah. happened
0: the other day. It happened the other day, a few weeks ago, somebody asked me about a company that I was in earlier. that Would you get into this stock here? And I say, well, you know, to tell you the truth, I, I really believe that it's a lifestyle junior because, you know, there, a lot of that money that they've raised, it hasn't gone into the ground. Look, at, they haven't put out, a, they haven't even put out any drill results in months. And when they do, they put out drill results maybe every six months or so. So uh, even though you, you're probably right, the, pro, the stock's probably going to double or triple from here pretty soon, but I, I still wouldn't invest in it. And that's exactly what happened. The stock, the yep. stock doubled, you know, in a, in a couple of weeks.
1: So one of the ways that I um, arbitrarily determine sentiment is by looking at my YouTube comments and just seeing investor psychology, but also by asking you, is there still room in the junior minor junkie newsletter? Are all 500 slots filled up? Because when it is, we could be maybe not at the top, but at least we know we're at least halfway up the bull market, probably, right? Absolutely.
0: I got no problem using my my subscriber base as as, as a sentiment indicator. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, there's, there's plenty of room for... Um, for uh for, for, for people to uh get into the newsletter. Absolutely. Uh yeah. I think I have about three hundred subscribers right now, so plenty of room
1: plenty of room. So 60% filled. And that's at junior minor junkie with a y.com. As I always say, when I sign off with Dave, it's an educational resource, not just a stock picking service. So if you want to learn, even if you don't buy anything Dave presents, uh, you can learn from Dave. And I'll tell you that from experience, I've been following him, I think for six years at this point, and I've learned a lot from him. So Dave, thanks for the monthly check-in and let's uh, touch base the first week of January in the new year.
0: Thank you, Bill. I look forward to it